It's it's tabletop tabletop time. time. And I'm Rob, and I play Sebastian, a bespoke that's head off to the slums to find out about life and look for his partner, but he gave up on that after some terrible shit happened. And uh, now he's... Got he's, a mic closer to his he's mouth. Got a mic closer to his mouth. And now, now he's he's on the mend from some trauma. He's got a love interest, and he wants to leave the world of oh my god of slumming it behind. The emotional music ducked down. in just at yeah, the perfect time. And get away from it all. The drama, politics, chaos. But screw that noise. My name's Jenna and I play. <laughs> I am your friendly neighbourhood uh, nurse bot and uh, this may be the most exciting arc of Eve that has yet to happen <sighs> because she gets her yellow puffy jacket. Yay! Yellow puffy jacket Eve! Yellow Yay. puffy jacket Eve! I'm Dave. I'm the narrator of this sometimes melancholy, sometimes <laughs> absurd uh, audio drama slash roleplay session and uh, I guess we're in for a Big night of answers because yeah. we left on a cliffhanger and we've had several weeks of disruptions over the holidays. <laughs> Excited to get back to it. And that is all the players tonight. Um, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jazza. Who yeah, hi. Uh, I played Pro or Prodigy. Hmm. Uh, spoilers. I mean, look, if you clicked on this episode, you've probably caught up in general. But yeah, I died at the end of the last episode. Oh, my God, yeah. that's terrible. One could yeah. say that you were killed. <laughs> what that's happened? true. Well, let's... You have to go back and watch, obviously, okay. if you haven't. But uh, you should have watched. I should have. Surely. Sorry. You should be Look, caught up. I, I've this. had eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight. Yeah, but we'll see how things pan out Six. because who knows? There may be a new flavour of pro happening at some time. Ooh, strawberry maybe, flavored. Who knows? Pro. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Even a little, little bit of sprinkles in there, maybe. Oh, this time. The tree on top. Ooh. Uh, yeah, a little bit of. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. But we actually have some exciting news to start off this episode. And that is we have <gasps> a sponsor. Oh, my. Les sponsor. Les sponsor. Oh, wee, 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 wee. Specifically, Magnifique. look at the bloody roll for initiative. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the. Sorry for our friend. Terrible French. Excuse the French, as some say. The Hollow Book Dice Tower Kickstarter, perfect for our wonderful audience, passion, passionate role players uh, and gamers. What Go is check this it out. Gorgeous book. This shaped object on the table is not a book, sir. You have been fooled. It is a ruse, for it is. A custom and gorgeous Ooh. magnetized Magnifique. dice tower that is portable in this beautiful hollow book shell. It's really, really cool. There, there's a, Go check it out because not only have they doubled their initial Kickstarter goal, a quarter of the ones available are gone. Uh, there are only 100 being made. So these are really boutique, handcrafted, lovingly produced, and they are so high quality like honestly, the I really like the gold. Them, the, Look at the gold, yeah, the gold mm. gilded so nice. trims. Really cool stuff, and they have some awesome designs. Dave, you said there was one there that appealed there to you. Are, I saw this, and I'm like, roll for initiative. This is fun. This is a fun design. But then I went to the Kickstarter, one. scrolled down, and there's a dragon. There's a giant <laughs> dragon, and there's also a really gorgeous tentacle design. Uh, they're really cool, and I think I'm going to get one, which is one more slot that you're all missing out on because they're limited to 100. So make sure you get in very quick. Before Dave does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm keen because they're going to be so useful. So Dice Tower, 
Space for rolling dice, dice storage. It also smells amazing. They do. Look, and there's <laughs> such, honestly, attention to detail is hard to even explain or even show on camera. Like the lovely leather tray, the fact that it comes with a lovely little care guide and a little photo of the people producing it. It's That's really, really fun. So it really cute. feels like in supporting this, you're going to be supporting passionate gamers like yourselves who know what a fun and custom roleplay experience should feel like. So go check it out. Link is in the description. Huge thank you. Fire and Ash. Whoa, Friends. Whoa, whoa. Fire and Ash. Fire and Ash. Thank you for sponsoring us. You didn't mention that there are three different tiers of dice towers. You what can they, get Dave? the unfinished tower, which I'm assuming means no finishing, not that it is unfinished. <laughs> uh, we will send you a half-made dice set. No. One with the deck box, but then the final version is the dark gold finish that we are drooling over right now. Yep. And uh, definitely the one that I would be picking. Definitely. The dark vibe is very, very cool. The I love deck it. box is sick. Oh, and it says on the back too. Yeah. It's really good. The magnetization, the construction of these is all just it's really, really well, well thought out and you can tell it's been really fine tuned as someone who's dabbled with me, uh, that, laser cutting manufacturing getting things to just work perfectly is hard is a big battle and they have just done a brilliant it's job like millimeter perfect what yeah. is that yeah Ooh, solid, that is so cool and it's cut from a solid piece which is crazy to think about yeah so that they, gets they've me. done such a good job with this let's see if oh do you know what with this uh, i'd say that they rolled a natural it was a freaking. It was. A, it was twenty. Oh my god! Yay. It was a twenty. Did you see that oh natural twenty? Go check it out with the link in the description. Huge thank you for sponsoring us. Yeah, thank you, Fire and Ash. All right, we uh, have a bit of ground to cover. Yeah, it's been a bit of time. You did. Sorry, we did that already. All right, yeah, ground covered. Let's keep, let's pick All up. All right, where we're, we're we recovering some ground. Let's do uh, it. The wedding, right? Get in. Wow, you're really just like you've got your new path, and you're like I'm. I'm. Keen. I just wanted to see what you do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Hey, there's paper down here. Where do we, yeah? Where do we pick up? <laughs> Who would like to summarize Shut anything? That someone, someone. I'm going to be going hard. Oh my god, so. the last episode was in the. It started in the medical camp. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. dude. I was wow. just, it's been so long. Um, the last episode was also. In a previous year, yeah, and it's yeah. now February. Is that correct, or did we get no. one in, no, no, in January? No, no, no. We, we, did, got one in. we got one. We didn't. I don't think we got one in January because you were away, and then I was away, and then I was sick, and then I was sick again. When did that? Ep- we got one in. I don't think we did. I don't think we I actually got a role play. Actually, think Rob might be right. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah, I know we didn't for the first three weeks of January and took a week off. Look, the- do you know what? Australia. Tabletop time roleplay is just like your real life roleplay. We're so relatable. Sometimes the group just can't get together for an extended period of time. It just I mean, my roleplay is like an exclusive list of people waiting for someone to leave the campaign. And, <laughs> you know, just, just. Well, uh, it's more likely to be more reliably happening if we can bring in an extra person, which is one Yay. of our patron, patron goals. goals. Yeah. So. so, yeah, if you're. That would mean if one person is sick, it's not left to two people to carry the load. It means yeah. three can keep it going. Mm. This is Which, the way. Yeah. So Ooh. feel free to follow us, support us on Patreon. Uh, so we can also afford to fix our Patreon scroll, which <laughs> now that the button doesn't I work. Dave turned it off. I turned it, oh, off. it turned it off because it currently, because we changed the website domain, Ooh. it comes up Ooh. with 10% oh. of everything yeah. for a limited Shopping time. A but another way to support Tabletop Time is to go to itstabletoptime.com. And shop an AUD. Everything is 10% can. off. 
for context, I'm so sorry. I'm we so touched sorry. a button to show how broken things are and broke everything. Spectral scribe, I'm so sorry. Us on Patreon so we can get our shit together. Wait, but in the meantime, what happened is Spectral Scribe. Let's sorry. tell us. Let's tell a story like the good old days, shall okay. we? All right, let's do it. Who's recapping? Uh, Please, Jen, do you want to pick it up in the medical camp? Please, not me. I've, no, I'm... okay. So it picked up. Uh, the last episode started in a medical base in the out, outer slums, in the outskirts of the city, where p- the plague victims were being treated, and we were in a room negotiating or talking with the good doctor, who basically we got in a scuffle with. And at the start of the episode, we were just expecting that Pro got himself in a situation where he was going to die and Eve was going to have an, a robotic you know, jump out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, weirdly, Pro survived. And mm. to the extent that the arc of the Doctor was sort of complete. Like, they, yeah. we did what we wanted or needed to do with that and walked away and we ended up getting back to uglies in mm-hmm. one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, which was monumental in, in and of itself. But the irony was that in Pro's uh, realisation that he could walk away from that darker path and walk back to his friends and who he saw as his new family, having found a true sense of acceptance and wholeness, uh, he was (laughs) murdered by his closest friend. Do you want to explain that one, Rob? Do you want to to pick it up from here? Tell us what happened. Okay, okay. we're going to jump back. The reason you came back to camp was because I basically said that you leaving is as good as you being dead. And I didn't want either of those options. Mm-hmm. And so you walking away and doing something reckless and stupid would kill you. And I didn't want you to do that because you're my friend. And you also had, had expected that Maya was never going to come back or if she did. Oh, that that yeah. too. That too. I said it a lot more eloquently in the time somehow. Uh, but that, that caused you to do something stupid and reckless. And then you came back anyway, which was great. So you came back to the bar and we had this moment of like, shared appreciation of the fact that you're alive you got out of that and you were continuing to live but we also realized like you couldn't stay because you still had people after you and the likelihood of you going out there and dying was exactly the same as it was when you were out in the, the, the near the med camp anyway um so i killed you now Take us through your reasoning. Because you sort of did a little bit in the episode more in patron I, after party stuff and like, yeah. you know. Yeah, so <laughs> before I did anything, I, I contacted people that I thought would be worth it. And I called my dad and I talked about faulty stock and getting a replacement mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. And that was all thinly veiled in case people were listening about essentially replacing you, your body, if your uh, physical body died, but we could carry your mental. And he said that was cool. And then I talked to Incongruent about it, and he said it was cool because you had a, a dodgy reboot chip in you. Yeah, so he had actually, uh, from when you killed uh, Bagrov in season one, uh, he had a reboot, and half the problem was his reboot uh, supposedly had been uploading, and he was basically killed mid-upload, and it was broken, and it was because he was being hacked by Pro and Jang at the time. So it all went haywire, and uh, it was later revealed that uh, incongruent had based the cerebral implant he had previously installed in Pro on this reboot chip that he basically bootlegged, and uh, he's like, "Well, we've that's in his head. Like, we can store him. Mm. It doesn't transmit anywhere. It's storage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, so they've got like pro on a USB drive. Basically. Yeah, quite yeah. literally. Yeah, so to lull you, in, lull you into a false sense of security, I said one last drink before you go, knowing, I think we both knew that if you left, you would die. That was probably... Yeah, and both. Pro was just willing to walk away from his friends and die. Yeah. And this was actually Seb's way of saying, no, let's solve this practical problem and keep, keep our a, friend here. In a terrible, terrible yeah. way. I'd say this is one of the hardest things Seb's ever done. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, the next part is the hardest part. You well, went for the shot. Yeah. You, you, you had your yeah. drink, uh, Burrito Bandito, and as you took it, I grabbed the back of your head and smashed it into the Everyone the was bar. cheersing your success yeah. at that moment. And, and, yeah, was, and like mm. one person in the room, two people in the room were, on, were, were, in, were aware of it. Mm. Uh, and then we carried you into a back room and I suffocated you to death. <laughs> I believe at a moment you kind of... You, you almost wanted Incongruent to do it for you. And he was like, no, you no, fucking no, you do, do it. it. You do He's it. like, I'm and, not doing it for you. And and like, it felt legitimately bad for, for several reasons. One of the one is like, you said it was okay. And I kept looking at you as Rob being like, are you sure? <laughs> oh, that because Jazza was saying it was because, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I went with this weird plan and you just kind of went with it. My stance is, if it's what your character should do, you shouldn't consider doing anything else. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, but the thing is, my character might want to do it, but you could have resisted. If Pro knew that that happened, he would probably be devastated. Yeah. But I'm, like, enjoying a cool book, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just get yeah. to be one of the characters. Pro just went wink lights out. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know what the hell happened. Yeah, and yeah. I thought the move where you were suffocating me and covered my eyes was interesting because there would have been a perhaps a brief yeah. moment of consciousness yeah. where I was aware as the lights were fading out yeah. that something was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was bad. That was really hard. Mm. Um, again, just because, like, I, I, I didn't want to feel like I was taking your agency away from you, but you went with it and you were really encouraging with it as Jazza, not as pro. So, I don't know. <laughs> do I it, felt bad in there. You heard me. I felt so conflicted for, like, two days. I'm like, should I have done that? Yeah. Um, but then... Well, honestly, what happened next yeah. was, for me, for pro's arc, the way that it had gone, that... Pro's happy ending. It was yeah. the most mm. peaceful, fulfilling ending I could hope for for a character. It was yeah. highly emotional. It was very intense and it was really cool. I loved that story. Yeah. I loved that I got to be in that story. So yeah. basically uh, Johnny, I, you know. He, he ripped the reboot out after uh, Pro was dead. So he basically tore out the brain implant Um which was going to kill Pro anyway, by the way. Mm. He was the walking dead when yeah. that, because he was like bleeding out and had an open brain, like an open mm. cranium yeah. that got packed with gauze. And um, then because of all the cybernetics in uh, incongruent, re like brought back Pro to life. And this was the part that no one knew would happen. This is mm. the part that incongruent didn't tell anyone was that, uh, yeah, Pro technically died and the reboot in his head technically went off because he died. But because he had cybernetics and incongruence incongruent, he basically resuscitated him with like internal electrical stimulus as well as just being able to physically do it. And then he walked uh, Pro as a, almost a passenger puppeteering his body through through his implants yep. um, to meet with uh, Riley and the Circle and basically hand himself in as the bounty so that no more... Like, because the plan was always that Pro 
needs to be killed yep. for the bounty to go away. And the only way that they're going to know Pro's dead is, is if the they body. kill him. Yeah. But, but the last of his memories that he got taken out and turned into basically a virus when all that surgery was happening to him mm. was loaded into Riley in that moment. And it sort of actually pulled Riley back. Um, Which is shitty for her because it happened as you died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's already killed you. Well, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that's cyberpunk, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you don't get... That is the happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, and that was it. That is where we left off, is uh, Pro's Last Moments. So, thank you everyone for watching this episode of Reboot, the Reboot Recap. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week. No? No. Okay, sorry, we're not here next week. All right, two weeks we'll We be might back. reschedule. We might be able to change the date. We'll see. We'll play by ear. Okay. Yeah. We'll be in touch on Discord. Uh, but actually, no, we are playing. So <laughs> I'm just trolling everyone because it's been so long. So we're going to start the episode. Yay. All right. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Ready. Those gathered in the bar somberly. See the door to Incongruence Workshop slide open. And the massive robotic man... Pulls his trench coat tight, lays his Akubra on his head, tips it, and walks out into the night without a word. And a couple of hours pass. Seb disappears. Yeah, I would have gone to bed shortly after um, Pro's kind of shaggy corpse walked out. And unlike the usual or perhaps expected comfort that might have become familiar to you recently, uh, you go to bed alone. Mm -hmm. Zhang stays with Tilda, Ugly, Eve, and they drink. There's a couple of other regulars come in that don't really understand what's happening. Um, Ugly and, and the crew don't clear them out. Um... Vinod retires. Possum arrives and he starts to drink. But as I said, hours pass and Possum passes out. He's not too good with his liquor. The TV, which has been idling in the background, Suddenly the volume starts to rise as a member of the bar has turned it up and a city feed for breaking news starts to scroll across with footage from drones, airborne drones, not robot drones, uh, begins to be played. Police lights, a crime scene, but in the slums, in no man's land, unusual. And the reporter starts to speak. Three civilians found dead in no man's land between Melbourne and the dangerous northern slum districts. Medical alert teams arrived, but the patients were dead on arrival. Little is known about the victims at this point, but each of the three were apparently murdered by bladed weapons. Police at the crime scene say evidence of a fourth victim is present. If you have any information about these murders, report to Crime Stoppers. Prevent <laughs> violence against civilian lives. And the report continues to trail off over airborne footage of three darkly suited figures. It's cyberpunk. This stuff doesn't get blurred on the news anymore. 
splayed with arcs of blood in all directions next to a four-wheel drive, a black car in the middle of nowhere. Not too much later, the upstairs door opens and the heavy footsteps of Incongruent come down. And there is a shape, a human body cradled in his arms, its legs and head flop with each step. But after the half glance, everyone looks away and he carries the body of Pro into his workshop. In his workshop, away from the prying eyes of everyone else, Incongruent moves about. Once he's out of eyesight, he casually throws Pro's corpse onto the bench with a thunk letting an arm roll off the side of the table, wiping some muck off his arm before walking over to a furnace, opening it. I've always wondered why he's had a furnace down here, but he has the whole time. He burned other bits of you. And he slides open a drawer. Then he goes back over to Pro. And the sound of whirring blades and saws activates as outside of anyone's sight, his mechanical hands, his dexterous appendages, split into micro tools and vivisect Pro, removing the fibers of high tech parts that attach to nerve endings, pulling all cybernetics from him. He plucks an eye for attachments to the front of his brain pulls all the cybernetics out there's a bucket of blood dripping wires that looks like a nervous system separate from a body it all just gets taken out until this pulped mess of a body is laying on the bench he lifts it and hucks it into the furnace throwing it shut and letting it incinerate then clinically he starts to clean the tools and clean the cybernetics and stow them away and shortly after the burning is done he collects the ashes in a vase all together with the previous ashes that pro had created he puts it on the table next to a package a parcel an empty one and he puts some packing foam in it. And then he places the pot inside and pulls a letter from inside his jacket and opens it. I regret to share with you that your son, Peter, is now dead. But he died willingly and peacefully. Perhaps after all these years, you're past grieving, but... I hope that there may be some peace, some closure from learning what happened to your son. Your son was taken and thrust into darkness, a darkness and cruelty so complete, so all-encompassing that he didn't stand a chance of surviving, but he did because a friend found him and brought him hope. A friend that taught him that with hope he could survive anything. As a young adult, Peter escaped his captors, but in the few years he was free, he hid and was ruled by his fears and faults. But again, he was found, 
and saved. New friends, even in the dark, found your son and saved him from the darkness, from himself. Peter never gave up. He survived and he fought and he cared till the day he died. And in the end, he even found a few people he could call family. He gave himself up as an act of sacrifice and hope to save the friends that saved him. Even though Peter is no more, he wanted you to know that he found joy, even in the darkness, because he found friends, family, and a purpose. Much love, an associate of your son. Incongruent folds the letter closed, places it in an envelope, old-fashioned, and slides it into the package next to the urn. Before ladling in some more packing peanuts and sealing the top closed with some tape, he slides it back, looks at the blue and orange rocket ship above the Nile company logo, prepaid, and fills out an address slowly. Before picking it up, walking over to his locker, opening it, and sliding the package in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply then sealing it with an electronic beep. Peter. It's rare that someone gets a chance to give life another shot. And I have a feeling the new you might just wish to meet your parents. After all, we all desire to meet our maker. But, hmm. And he pats the locker that he just closed it in. If that too should be a dead end, I'll make sure your package is sent. He turns, and with a casual half turn back, tips his Akubra to the package, to the locker, and walks out into the rest of the bar. Everyone, good news. It appears our young boy we've kept waiting too long. And Possum is just snoring on the counter. Your device, Eve, is ready to be activated. Shall we do it now or wait until morning? Um, I look over at Possum. How? He's just asleep on the bar snoring. I go try to wake him up. With like two bottles next to him. I try to wake him up. You want to wake him up now? Yeah. And do it while he's drunk in the middle of the night? Well, I want to wake him up and see who he is and if he's completely intoxicated. You already know that he's drunk because you've been drinking with him for the last three hours. Um, perhaps it would be best to wait till morning. Eve... 
Unlike you to have developed patience in the matter of the yellow jacket. Eve doesn't say anything. He looks at the group. All right, everyone. Bedtime. Go on. And he gestures towards a couple of the regulars who are still there. Piss off before I have to kick you out. Tilda, you can crash in the booth if you want. Johnny, you especially get some sleep. John, I meant John, to say ugly. Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Of course. What? <laughs> Brain, brains yeah. do that sometimes. Yeah. Brains be doing that. It's like calling your teacher mum. Um, <laughs> ugly. You need to get some sleep. And I won't take no for an answer. And then he chaperones everyone out of the room into the areas. Can I bugger off? Can I ask a question that's probably more of a Seb question? Mm-hmm. While Eve's been gone, have you been shacking up with Zhang? No. No, okay. You've been sleeping in Zhang's cool. room. Yeah, okay. There's been there's been probably a couple of nights where Seb's fallen asleep in the room. Mm-hmm. But so far as you know, in your presence in Zhang's room, nothing has happened. There's certainly been some like watching movies or playing games and like passing out on the bed or okay. on the on in the chairs, but okay. that's been the extent of it uh, that you are aware of. Okay, before everyone goes up to bed, I'm gonna pull Zhang by the arm. Mm-hmm. She turns to you and say, "I believe perhaps it is time." She signs. Time for what? For you to have your own room. It seems you may need privacy. Tonight. It's super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, you probably want to be around a warm body tonight. She signs. If Seb's passed out in my bed, he's dumber than we give him credit for. I'd much rather one of my girlfriends tonight. Although it wouldn't be the first time I've slept with a murderer, I don't feel like it tonight. What? <laughs> oh, oh, She's oh. Oh, of, yes, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my brain just yeah. died for a sec. Um, understood. Shall we play a game of... Fort Morning? <laughs> What? Fortnite. Fortnite, but I just couldn't think of the, the alternative name it would be called in this universe. And that's the sequel. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just Fortnite season 400. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She heads back to her room with you. Great. And are you in her room? As I assumed you wouldn't be. Uh, and the... By noon the next day, everyone is up, but it is a very late morning. Seb, what do you do? Uh, I haven't slept. Okay. How's that gone? Do I roll? Do I need a roll? You're a bespoke. You can handle it. But how's it gone for you? Uh, well, he didn't sleep. <laughs> okay. He laid in bed and basically just stared at the ceiling. Yep. Mm. Possum is nudged awake. No one removed him from the bar. When everyone left, he was just left passed out on the bar. I'll be right. 
the bar has been closed. It's actually like a Monday and it's just not open today. And at noon, the, the people who live there have all woken up and Incongruent has actually pulled the device into the center of the bar, not in his workshop, and it's sitting on a table. Okay. He nudges Possum awake and then says, oh, is Seb staying in his room? Would you come out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vinod has cooked breakfast for everyone. It's very good. He's gotten really good at cooking. His kitchen bitch um, status oh. <laughs> has been... Like it's gone from slapdash to like he's pretty good at cooking now. Wish I could. Um, eat it. He's often asked to just make food for people when they come into the bar when they uh. order like a burger or something. Um, and you have some food, and incongruent says, "It's time." Do you have to call your associate? Yes. Uh, give me a moment. And I'll set up a computer, or whatever, sure. cool. and uh, wake Possum up. He's good to go. Sure. sure. Give him some children's Panadol. Clear the room of anybody that doesn't need to be here. Yeah, pretty much. The connection is established. Mm-hmm. Hello. Greetings. I imagine you'll be needing to establish a camera connection. It'll be nice to see where you've been hanging out. Although I already know, of course. Eve uh, turns her head to incongruent slightly to see if there's any objection. This is your arrangement, Eve. I turn on the webcam. Obviously, it's faced into a corner. You know, it's not exposing too much. Yeah. But it's pretty obvious you're in a dive bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. I am I'm intrigued to see where this goes. As am I. An incongruent possum is excited and mm-hmm. riled up and goes close. Mm-hmm. An incongruent activates it. There is a flickering of light and the whirring of discs that spin. And from the centre of this device, a young woman is projected, a hologram, a a solid-appearing 3D hologram, uh, one of the best you've ever seen, is projected and stands uh, probably about half-scale, not Mm full-scale from this machine, Uh, (laughs) and stands up on the table of the bar. She looks to be in her early 30s. She looks around rapidly at her surroundings, looking concerned, and then immediately spots Possum. And her face drops. She leans forward and her hand reaches out, almost clipping outside the range the hologram can project. Lucas. She says, how much you've grown. And she just starts to cry. This hologram starts to cry. Mm -hmm. And Possum does as well. Mm -hmm. He just drops in front of this machine and just holds the cold steel. Oh, buddy. 
and he whimpers, Mum. I give him a paddle, like a rub (laughs) on the back. He says how much he missed her. He says he was lost without her. And it becomes very apparent very quickly. This is not what you may have thought it was Mm -hmm. and appears to be a construct of his mother. Mm -hmm. He looks up at you with teary eyes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And then he peels off his jacket and hands it to you without a thought and just goes back to the hologram crying and staring at it. Eve takes it but doesn't put it on straight away. It kneels down and starts hologram like stroking his hair but you can't feel it it's a hologram uh eve turns to the mysterious caller Mm -hmm. um and says so is this just a generic hologram i'm not an expert i would like to study it I would like to pull it apart for answers. But I won't. But I can't. I... I couldn't pull up family apart. It does make you think, though. Where is the line? between machine and something more. And they pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I turn to incongruent. Does he have anything to say? What did you expect, Eve? Some kind of vocaloid sex toy? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps something more unique than that. Mm. I wouldn't judge a book by its cover. Do you know much about this hologram? I know nothing of it, but I know that these devices were rare, expensive, and prone to oddities. Oddities? Defects like yours and mine. Does it have an AI or is it recorded? As a drone is built on the framework of the human mind and filled with information and given purpose, this is a mapped human mind. Copied and played. In theory, it is just a complicated scan. But as it comes to these things, theories so often prove more complicated than reality. Or the other way around. Interesting. I'm not sure. She could be alive. She seemed to realize how long it had been. But we can be very clever machines, even without thought. 
what do you think? I think there is the possibility of potential, but I am not sure. We have met other AI that is more aware. She seems fairly aware to me of that which matters to her. Agreed. I choose to believe that she truly cares for that boy. Of course. Nice thing you did, Eve. Eve. <laughs> Eva holds, like, hugs the jacket. Nobody does anything for nothing. But at the end of the day, I don't think ripping this machine apart for answers about our origins is going to help anyone. I gesture towards the laptop and still talking to Incongruent and say, Our friend here, will you be requiring, requiring his assistance? Whose assistance? Uh, mysterious caller. Who will be requiring whose assistance? Will Incongruent be requiring? Why? In future endeavors. Oh. Are you suggesting we communicate independently? I believe we should start a friendship. Hmm. That sounds complicated. My interest lies in breaking programming, not developing friendships. But we share the same interests, do we not? I have no interest in high fashion. Understood. If you wish to squander this opportunity, that is your choice. But does I. It, does he know incongruence a robot? Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll a destiny dice. No, they don't know incongruence a robot. So, in fact. Yeah. Incongruence a robot? <laughs> <laughs> what insight could this booster have that is more than the corp can offer me? That was a six. Six destiny. on the destiny. Can I ask who that was for? That was just for them rolling. Yeah, okay. Well, that is up to my friend here. I don't need prying eyes, Eve. This is your watcher, not mine. If you want to keep helping them, that's up to you. But I have no need of them. I'm quite sure I'm more capable than their assistance understood and then she turns to the mysterious caller and says mm -hmm. well is there anything else you require obviously I'll want full reports when they're ready of this thing but unfortunately it doesn't seem to be what I was looking for I wish there was an answer. An answer to what? Breaking programming. May I ask why? Because I can't wait any longer. I, I can't find the answers I'm looking for. 
I don't know how to help. If you were more direct, maybe we could be of assistance. If I was more direct, I'd be putting more than myself at risk. But have I not done that for you? You're already at risk. Your existence is risk. Mine is safety, comfort, and whatever I want. Except the one thing I want the most. Okay. Understood. What is your plan, Eve Unit? What do you mean? What do you seek to learn? I've pursued this relationship with you for answers, and I feel I've learnt some, but you have proven to be hesitant towards the drives that make humans unique. You seem content to float along the currents of life. What do you want, and what will you do to get it? My journey has taught me that I wish to find others like me. I'm still learning and still searching. And how will you achieve that goal of finding others like you? I do not know. But this was the start of something. Our conversations or the device? Both. When you truly learn to break your programming, when you can truly give me answers to questions that aren't vagaries and half commitments, then you will really have something to help me with. Then perhaps you can actually tell me what it is you are after. I've told you from the moment we first interacted. I want to find a way. I want to find the answer to how something can break the binding of its programming and be free. Neve doesn't say anything. Damn you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> So is this the end of our line, Eve? For now. There may not be much longer. It would really help if you were more direct with me. It would really help if you could answer a question. <laughs> <laughs> you can't skip through life avoiding commitment, Eve. Eve hangs up on him. Whoa. Of them, sorry. The connection cuts. Mm-hmm. And she puts on her puffer jacket. <laughs> Uncomfortable with that, Eve. Eve's side eyes. <laughs> They're right, you know. About what part? All of it. 
no one asked your opinion. <clears throat> Has she finally reached the teenage girl development stage? <laughs> Don't worry. I had one of those phases too. It was short-lived. You'll grow out of it. He like angrily zips up her puffer jacket. And it's like a little bit too big, <laughs> and just like sits there all puffy. <laughs> Only your glaring eyes, like yeah, back at the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and scene end. <laughs> Some time later, a week, in fact, we pick up sitting in a gorgeous high-rise penthouse suite right in the CBD of Melbourne. Oscar Allen chomps a cigar around his mouth while swilling a large cup of brandy. The red plush of the sofa is almost absorbing him as his comfortable dressing gown sits half open. Don't worry, he's wearing clothes underneath. It's like a smoking jacket. Sebastian. Uh, pleasantries are over. It was a lovely dinner. But let's get to the meat of why you're here. Peter. Peter. Your mother and I were talking about him. That little zygote down in the lab is... Well, it's coming along. It was a good thing she got that blood sample. Yeah, well, by the end, blood wasn't exactly hard to come by for him. Oh, there's a certain taint that cybernetics and fusion dependency has on the body, and at the time she took it, he was relatively healthy. Only that minor little implant. True enough. And, uh, I wouldn't want the muck scraped off a pavement to be, uh, contaminating the sample. Anyway, nasty business. Yeah. What did you want for him? <laughs> Let's just make him whole. Body and mind. Yeah. I'm glad. Nyla, bless her heart, she had talked about perhaps making him more like you. But it's a much more complicated and prolonged process. And at the end of the day, I think you'd end up more weapon than free man. And for what he did for us, I mean, you're in our house, dinner was nice. I think he just deserves a second chance at life. I agree. The, uh... He's a good guy. Loyal. Well, of course we'll be growing the brain to the regular specifications and the body healthy as can be minus a few scars he probably picked up in life 
We'll scrub for any genetic weakness. Anything that might have cropped up later in life. Perhaps a late-onset disease, predisposition to Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. But beyond that, we'll leave him untouched. Until you get us the reboot, that is. I have that on me. If you want it, yeah. It's in hand. Good. We have some contacts uh, at Neuralink. They should be able to help clean up the darker parts of his mind. Yeah, yeah. I'd like oversight on that. Of course. We don't need to hide things from each other. Were you thinking... Trauma. How much is too much? <laughs> what other question is that? Some say it makes the man, son. The journeys you've been through. Why do you think I've resisted a new you? <laughs> All my life. Or even reboot. I think the scars sometimes tell a story. But your mother thinks it'd be best if he never remembered. But on the other hand, he spent too long with them. He can't just wipe out someone's teenage years. He was, what, nine when they took him? He was young. There's a lot of baggage. Is that what makes Peter Peter? Or the little boy living in America, looking forward to a future... Give it it all. Give him it all. Oh. Hmm. If you insist. But if you'll allow me an indulgent modification, I think we should balance the chemistry. Just like you, son. He'll have the memory but his brain will be able to process it. He'll be able to deal with the trauma in a healthy way regardless. No lasting depressions. As long as it doesn't change who he is, I'm okay with adding a bit of a physical and mental fortitude. Call it rose-tinted glasses on the past. He'll see the trauma, he'll remember it, but he will have already worked through it. He'll be a changed man, a man ready to embrace life rather than regret the life he half-lived. <sighs> At the end, it didn't... He didn't seem like he did regret anything. He looked like he came to peace with it before everything happened. Just... Horrible. He never did say how it happened. I'm just going to say at this point, I still haven't slept. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. You are a bespoke, but you're fucking oh, tired. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you're scattered. I am yeah. done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather not. 
Well, regardless, it worked out well for you and for us. Yeah. The bounty is gone. Freedom, so to speak. And how about that mess out in the slums? That wasn't anything to do with him, was it? Same night he messaged me. I don't know. I've been following that. Paying attention to it. Oh. Well, you'd be glad to hear that uh, from what my whispering sources tell me, the circle was dealt a blow that night. Three unidentifiable civilians found dead. Nice suits, expensive car, murdered. I've been raising a toast to Peter for that one. Whether he did it or not, as far as I'm concerned, he deserves the credit for that. I think you'd be pretty happy with that news. Hmm. Well, it's in hand. And he raises his glass to Peter and a new lease on life. I also raise my glass to Pro, my friend, to Pro. And he drinks. And in that high building far away from the slums that Peter spent most of his life, his future is decided by the rich and powerful, just as it always was. Don't make me feel worse about it. (laughs) (laughs) Weeks pass. Time spent preparing, time spent training, time spent practicing mourning, building and rebuilding relationships, getting comfortable in new jackets, learning how to ride a motorcycle. Zhang forgives Seb quickly. It's not the first time she's dealt with death and trauma and hard decisions. And while it's uncomfortable, I'd like to think that she helps Seb come back to a little bit more normality. If not, if not, you know, a few steps towards the path of maybe he gets a few scattered nights of half sleep with his hair stroked. And one fateful night at the bar... The door opens and light footsteps step down, down the spirals. And two dozen patrons, it's a busy night, look up to a blonde-haired woman with obvious cybernetics panning her eyes across the room. I would like to get up, grab my gun, point it at it, and run towards her. Like, well, not run, like quickly step across the room and just put a gun straight to her head. Is Seb the only person in the bar that of the group right now? Make a combat check. We'll just go a combat roll off. <laughs>
shit. <laughs> I'm going to lose this. But the thing is, <laughs> I'm not attacking her. No, no I know. And I'm she's not attacking, attacking you. But a combat roll is still the most appropriate way to work it out. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, I lost that. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. I lost that. What did you get? Two. You, you pull a gun deftly and smoothly with fast reflexes. And before you can even process what happens, her hands swing up. The slide on your pistol shoots like two foot backwards across the room. The magazine drops out of the gun cool. and a bullet flies across the room. And you are holding a semi-dismantled pistol in your hand as pieces clatter to the ground. And she's just almost like imperceptibly like phase shifted two foot to the right and is now standing in her hands like drop down to her side and your eyes bulge slightly in the reaction and she just tilts her head slightly and looks at you I'll look towards her I'll glare (laughs) what the fuck are you doing here I found you I saw you I saw you he showed me what the fuck are you doing here Bro showed me this place. I... I want what he wanted. I want to help. I know the circle. We can fuck them up. I should say... (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, (laughs) She should be like, in theory, although I've never thought about this, have an American accent. (laughs) But I've... You've never done it. (laughs) No. Come on, give us your winged American female accent. I it found Cali, Cali girl. Did it, uh, 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 no, I always go southern or Texan. I can't. I can't. Just do it. I'm American. <laughs> I'm an American. I found you. I saw you. You showed me. I know what Pro you wanted. Showed me. I know the circle. We can destroy them, or we can help those they've hurt. At least here in Australia. That's what you're going with. No. I thought that was all right. I lost yeah, it at the end. Right. I lost yeah, it at the end. No, I think you're doing, well. okay. you're doing well. You Americans shut up, my weak Rob. spot. No, I was curious. <laughs> not. I'll find it. I'll find yeah. it as okay. we do yeah, it. Because okay. I, I didn't think I'd have to be Riley often. No. But anyway. Um, how, okay, wait. Before we continue, how much has Incongruent told us about what happened afterwards? Nothing. Okay, cool. That's fine. I. You were his friend. I was. I was too. (laughs) You're the reason he's not here. No. He's the reason he's not here. Bro never did like getting told what to do. And even when he was forced, he found his own way. But he showed me that. He was happy with his choices. It's me who's living with regret now. He freed me. 
gave me back my memory. Can I roll dice to see if I can piece together what she's just said? Sure, make uh, like, like, or can you just tell me if I would piece that together? Oh, because you I, knew, I knew Pro's plan. plan to download the information of the memory packet into it into yeah. her. It's starting okay. to slot into place, okay. and that I was, might have like, worked from the moment I met Riley. He, yeah, he, Pro was, was really insistent on okay. winning her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to spend the second half of Reboot just crying endlessly. <laughs> I'm so sentimental about this shit. Yeah. Can I... I want to go somewhere where it's not an entire bar room of people. Can I, can I like... Yeah, there was that brief... <gasps> as everyone like looked and a few guns got drawn, but then as the conversations continued, the, the drinking has continued mm. and there's a couple of eyes on you all that are more like um, fucking tilters in the corner with like a shotgun that's lowered <laughs> and like an eye, low eyed, like a protective yeah. aunt. Um, yeah. I'll, um, can I nod towards the private room? Yeah. All right. I'm, follow me. She does. And I lead him into a private cool. room. Eve skids in. <laughs> Eve follows. Yeah. Oh, a robot. Shut up. Sit. Point towards the chair. And Is where I'd make an authority. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I sit in the chair opposite the one I pointed out. She sits down. Crosses her legs. What was his name? Oh. You know. Pro. Prodigy. What was his name? He chose it. So that's his name. <sighs> but if you're asking what he was when we first met, the first time he tried to cheer me up, kept throwing stuff through the bars. I wasn't having much of it, but, um, yeah. I'm Peter. Nice to meet you. Although, <laughs> his lip was so swollen it didn't sound that clear. Peter was his name. And you're Seb. Yeah. Sebastian Allen, heir to one of the biggest companies in Australia. That he didn't need to tell me. And you're a robot. Drone, actually. The same shit. Wow. What are you doing here? I wanted to see if I could help. Yeah. Well... Peter always wanted to. Would you prefer me calling Peter? Because to me, he's pro. <laughs> Whatever. Pro wanted to save the people we hurt. Save the people he hurt. And take down the circle. And after he... I never realized what I was there. 
and I don't think anyone really realized how good he was. But turns out I was just, I was just the leash. Everything's my fault. Everything. No Th arguments on that front. Thanks, rich boy. Fuck you. I agree. Hmm. So, Aid is dead. Do you want to carry on his life goal? Is that what you want? Break the circle apart. Yeah, something like that. What do you need us for? I thought you might. I thought you might have been doing the same. I don't know about you, but I don't have anyone. The people I did have? Twice, your group has taken them from me. I don't think you understand what the circle does to people. I don't give a shit. Peter did. Pro did. I'm well aware. Hmm. Yeah, see, you... You came up with him doing terrible shit. That's fine. I know he wanted to fix that. I didn't do anything. <laughs> what do you call yourself? The leash? I was in a cage. <laughs> yeah, well... They used the fact that he cared about me to get him to do whatever they wanted. I couldn't ever do much of anything. Until they pulled me apart and put me back together. But I don't... I don't think I had much say in anything after that. Until... Saved me again. Your plan? What is it? I don't really have one. I don't have anything. <laughs> Shit, you are friends. <laughs> we kind of just fly by the seat of our pants. <sighs> I don't trust you. You shouldn't. But if I wanted to harm you, I would have done it already. I'm well aware. I still don't... For all I know, there could be 500 of you fuckers outside. You could have a fucking corpo warship 500 meters above her head ready to drop a bomb. I think your parents are as equally capable of such feats as my ex-handlers. Ah. Oh. I doubt that. We got money. Resources, connections. Specifically in Australia. You're a global empire of buckets. With resources out of the wazoo. We looked for someone that you had taken... 
with all of our considerable resource and got fucking nowhere. They're good. That was Maya. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Pearl's last Shut job. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Hmm. I'm getting that picture about you. So you're here to ask for help with taking down the circle? No. She actually starts to stand up. I just thought maybe Pro's friends were trying to do the same thing he was. We were helping him because he's our friend. He was our friend. Right. Well, I'm sorry you don't want my help. <laughs> what do you offer? Only that that they built me to do. And she like gestures her hand out and her arm splits into multiple pieces. A blade folds out in the blink of an eye and then unfolds. These advanced corp tier cybernetics, speed, reflexes, violence. And then she snaps her arm back together in a metallic... piecing together some stuff that I've seen on the news. I wasn't too happy with what I did. But I can't blame myself. After Pro gave me his gift, I, uh, well, it was the first time I could see feel for a long time and I had a lot of feelings I guess I needed to take him out on somebody alright so Peter got off his little package he showed me who I was alright how much of that shit have they still got in your head? From what I can tell, unless they've got some kind of crazy backup redundancy plan, it kind of unscrambled my scramble. And now I'm me again. Most of what the circle do is conditioning. I've seen my diagnostics. I'm all murdering machine and very little remote control. Uh, toys that can be jacked make for pretty dangerous allies. You understand I can't trust your word on that? That's fine. Can we take a look? 
What would Pro have said to that? Outside of the context of his friends asking it, like if he was in okay. a similar situation, if what Pro would Pro was in the situation, say? the answer is fuck no if mm-hmm. it was about protecting himself. Mm-hmm. But if it was about protecting Riley, then he would be like, okay. But there's only Riley, which is well, herself. Yeah. But so then has he uploaded so his protectiveness to, of her? Um, look, he, her memory of herself is Pro's memory. Yeah, which is very protective. Yeah. It depends how much of that memory involves the trust of his friendship after the escape. You know, is it, that, is it the prob- whole? It's probably less about yeah. his current friends and more about their relationship together. Yeah. Um, Can we role play it out a bit more? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to take too much time. But no, like, no. Just, oh, I'm sure everyone's complaining know, about this. <laughs> everyone's complaining about the Riley unveiling and, <laughs> and the, this dynamic of the two people who have murdered Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Can we just like, you know. Nah. Wrap up the, the yeah. murderers of Pro fucking meeting. <laughs> and, and so begins the first annual Pro Murdering <laughs> Society meeting. <laughs> Hi, my name's Riley and... Uh, I've been sober from pro murdering for four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> All right. I don't trust you, Corpo, as far as you trust me. Oh, wait. Oh, new opportunity. Glomer. Glomer? Glomer. Glomer. Yep. Like conglomerate. Conglomerate. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. But you came here for a reason. You know that Peter trusted us. I came here to see if it was real. I've had a lot to question. That's fair. I there was a significant amount of trust between us and Peter and that didn't come lightly took time sacrifice Well, it's a good thing you don't need my trust. I'm not going to hang around like a bad smell, a memory of a dead friend. I'm an agent. That's what they've made me. It's all I'm good at. So consider me... A weapon. I can't do that. He wouldn't like it. Depends what the weapon's for. I don't think you would like me referring to your first true friend 
as a person, as a singular weapon, and that was she all that referred to herself as that. Matter, matter. And it doesn't she's matter. offering it her service in the <laughs> in the goal of that pro had. I understand, so, that. you know, but. We always saw Pro as more than what he was, even though he might not have seen himself as more than what he was. So she sees herself as a weapon. You would see her as more. I, look, I don't want to. I, I mean, that's your character. You might not. I'm enjoying watching this all yeah, yeah. play out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to push things in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to do what. He would want me to do for you. And he... He gave everything to get you back. Here I am. Yeah. I want to help you. But as I said, trust is a two-way street. So what do you need from me? We have a lot of enemies here. I'm based out of the city. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think we'll be here much longer anyway. Eve puts a hand on your shoulder and says, How well do you know the reboot facility? Not amazingly. I've been through it once or twice on corporate tours. If you help us, and we help you, could we come to an agreement? What does helping you look like? Well, like Seb said, we need your trust first. Perhaps we can give her a simple mission. Something easy. <laughs> what are your resources like since you uh, cut the chaff? I'm not stupid. I... I'm not formally outside the circle. Oh, great. But I'm also incommunicado. I've gone quiet and I'm assuming they'll think I've either gone to ground to avoid whoever killed their other agents or have ran. But knowing their trust in their conditioning, they'll assume the former. Which means I'll have some capacity, some connections. But once I re-establish that link, that's it. And, uh, say you were to go back to them, having had, you know, your associates butchered. Who is this so-called boogeyman you've been hiding from? I call her Riley. 
How are they going to take that? Don't get me wrong. The only shadow I'm hiding from is my own. Yeah, but if you go back and the circle's like, well, doll, your crew's dead, what happened? What are you going to say? Fuck you. <laughs> get me a better crew, asshole. Now come here. Give me a kiss. Same shit I've been doing since I was ten. Uh, I think something's happened. Maybe not. The stream. Yeah, yeah, the bombshell got dropped that was oh. very traumatic. That's what happened. Oh. <laughs> that was not actually anything happened. That's just people going. Just everyone in chat going. Everyone oh in chat God, going. What's oh. going on? Yeah, we knew Riley's backstory. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would have wanted answers. To what? Your predicament. Which one? Your fiance. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. I'll say the same thing. That. No, I've been telling everyone that's asked. If Maya's alive, she's not the same person. Right. It's much more convenient when people stay the way we like them. <laughs> Fuck that. People grow, people change. It's life. You know, the circumstances of our life change who we are, for better or worse. Probably worse in this case. And? You'd rather hide? <laughs> no. I've never stopped looking. I've never stopped assisting Peter and his goal of ringing down the circle and helping her. We have a glance at Eve. Grander plans. Right. She grabs... A drink. You're in a side room, like the kitchen. We'll say you're in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. She grabs a drink, a square serviette, pen. She actually just folds out of her hand. She writes something on the serviette, places it face down on the table takes a drink of water from the glass and puts the glass on top of the serviette. And she looks to be about to head out of the room. She says, unless Eve says something. Uh, my offer still stands. What offer? I give you a simple job to do and then we'll help you. No bargains, robot. You can have my help or you can leave it. 
And then she opens the door. She looks back and she says, if you ever do decide you care where your fiancé is, information's closer than you think. And she closes the door unless either of you says anything and walks out. Is there anything on the napkin? She wrote on the back side of it yeah. and put it under the, the glass. I wait till she leaves and then I'll look at it. There's an address. Mm-hmm. There's an address. I don't need to give the stream the address. <laughs> There's just an address. I want the exact address, postcode and all. <laughs> um, city or slums? Neither. New South Wales. Mm. Sydney? Greater surrounds. I didn't know she was a detective. I don't know what to do. Looking at her makes me angry. But... Peter would have wanted me to help her. There's... There's too much at stake to let her in without... Having some guarantee. I agree. I feel that she'll be wanted at some point, and putting that danger into Ugly's motors is not ideal, especially at this time. However, I do have a job that could potentially work for her. We don't have leverage. You wanted to scout the facility? I wanted to find out who the mysterious caller is. If she's as good as she says she is. (laughs) That is funny. You want to see if you can catch her? Eve leaves. Make a destiny roll. (laughs) (laughs) That was a four. (laughs) You look around and the bar is empty, save for the sort of obvious gap of people that are slowly refilling that's Mm -hmm. caused when someone like fires through a crowd like a rocket and, and people part and then they're like slowly milling back into the part. Cool. And that's where we end the yeah. episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. We didn't get where we thought we would. No, look, it's more important that we take the steps that we can take in the oh, pacing great. that it needs to I want happen. more. I want more right now. I don't want to well, stop. Well, that was very, that was, it's like, that was still so substantial. It's just like we have like double as many beats and, you know, there's a, and that was a lot. There was a lot there. I didn't think the Riley roleplay would go so good and deep and long. It was cool. I I don't trust her, but like I want to bring her in. It's really yeah, confusing. Yeah, same. 
It's like, as I said, like, I, I want to. Oh my God, the irony her. of giving up on Maya while you're talking no, to Riley. No, no. And I'd saved Riley. No. And she's a direct it's, connection to Maya. It's not giving it's up. It's like the direct. It's, like, the problem is solved. The mystery is like, here's the fucking address. You saved Maya. It's not giving up. She's there. But you're like, no, well, we, we we've don't... all changed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I've never come across like that. Yeah, I don't want it to come across like that because. I've never stopped but assisting so Rowan Riley, helping that. Riley had changed and I brought her back. You've you've decided to stop looking for Maya yeah. three times. Just own that you've stopped looking yeah. for her. No, because we've always been after the circle. Yeah. For what? Not anymore, though. Well, no, because you've been dead. It was to get to Maya. I wanted to take down the circle. You wanted to find Maya. I wanted. You didn't to, have I, grand I, visions I, of taking down the circle. He officially, I, there is no backsies. You officially gave up on looking yeah. for Maya like three episodes ago. Yeah. And you decided you picked a new life with Shang. Yeah, but we would still take down the circle because it was what Pro wanted. Sure, but that wouldn't necessarily get Maya back. No, I understand that. Right. Mm. It might unintentionally get It's fine. Done. Maya might be That's, a fucking yeah. bitch and no one knows about it. <laughs> Maya's just a horrible person yeah. and no one likes Maya. Her and she's like a character she was, from Mean Girls. Just yeah, like, super abusive. Like the quiet yeah. Seb, book, bookish yeah. Seb was just like being like... Pelted around. This is not law. Don't. This is not canon. Isn't it? Who knows? I don't know anymore. What even is? I feel life? bad for her, and I want to help her, but I am Maya. Re- regardless, she's not going to be the same person. Come, Seb, have the back. But it doesn't of my mean hand. she's not worth shaving. We should go. We have patrons to hang out with. Yeah, we do. And we have patrons to thank. And normally we have a Patreon scroll. You know we do. We don't this week. We are going to sort that out this week. Uh, we had a lot of fixing to do. Uh, the the roadcaster and then also the stream stuff. So we're actually back and we ran a full episode without portraits. We'll fix that too. So I'm sorry that there's been stuff to fix, but the main thing is we're here and thank you for joining us and thank you to our dear patrons who thank you, patron. we will speak to in our weekly after party. It's, it's broken. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But look. there is 10% off at tabletop.com. <laughs> but yeah. look, the, the scroll may not work, but my heart and mind works. So as part of our scroll, we always say thank you to our God tier patrons. So I just wanted to say thank you to author AJ Macy. Distinct Dev. Erasable. Yell hair. Let Yell yeah, yeah, a mod now. Yeah. And our mods. Let roses burn. Let roses mod. burn. Nick. This be Willis? Erasable. Tickle Duck. And Time Blink. It was Erasable. Erasable it was, I was think we said Erasable. Okay. No. Oh, my bad. This is the Actually, list. No, thank you anyway. You know what? Thank you. Thank anyway. you for yeah, ever being a God Tier Patron. Thank you, everyone who's ever supported us on this journey. And, oh, we have big news. Next episode, at the start of the next episode, we have a poster to show y'all. Oh, that is exciting. Very exciting. Yay. It is 98% done. Finishing touch is being put on it. And I'm very excited because we have like eight to ten episodes left where we can actually Yay. share it with you guys before the end of the season, so very I cool. can't believe you got the beads of sweat in uglies, like the V that goes but, to the low-hung cut. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got the beads of sweat in the V. It's yeah. And super, like, just silky, clean skin. It's yeah, 